This week, we got our guy back for his second straight one-star appearance, center for the Phoenix Suns, Bismack Biombo. We also have a voice I'm sure y'all will know, a Valley legend, TV play-by-play guy for the Phoenix Suns, national radio guy for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if I love that as much, but still a badass. K-Ray, our guy Kevin Ray in the house. Let's go. This is Bismack Biombo on One Star Recruit Podcast. I'm out. Peace, my people. God bless. Yo, aloha. Welcome back to another One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK. I'm joined, as always, with my best friend in 25 years, Rip. We're a couple one stars like you. We're on this journey of life. We're learning, loving, trying to get better every day with the help of some five star athletes, humans, celebrities, actors, the whole gambit. Uh, And we double dip this week. So it's on. Rip, good to see your face. I see you got your your Brooklyn Dodgers hat on. Are we walking to Long Beach? What do we got on today? This is a Long Beach Little League hat on. Come on, man. Yeah, you, keep Dodgers. It, you keep it Long Beach for, for real. We got our guy. We got our guy, Kevin Ray. K. Ray, how are you, brother? Where are you checking in from? What part of the country? Uh, I am checking in from the, the East Coast, Alexandria, Virginia, to be specific. So uh, we, we've got a little bit of a gap between my time and your time, DK. Ain't that the truth, man? You're out there. And I, actually, I love Virginia. I worked at a country club. My first job out of college was in Northern Virginia at a country club called Riverbend. Boy, oh okay. boy, did they kick my ass. But a bunch of Redskins uh, were members there. So <laughs> my first kind of like, oh, man, sports could be something I could be into. But Country Cup life was just an eye opener for my first job with my ass. But good. Love Virginia. <laughs> what was your first yeah, job? Beautiful, what was your, beautiful what was your countryside. First? It is. What was your first gig? Well, I, I actually got a job while I was in college. Uh, I went to Pittsburgh State University. Uh, shout out for the gorillas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, the, the only the only gorilla kind of mascot a, in the nation. So that's like an Orlando <laughs> Magic fan. That's kind of a new one for me. I love that. <laughs> I, Dude, I didn't even yeah. know that was the mascot. Amazing. Exactly. So Pittsburgh, Kansas. So I, I worked at a radio station there uh, while I was going to school and was working part time initially. And, you know, it was a classic small market station doing anything and everything. And then Upon graduation, I, I started working full time and the, the job title didn't change. You were still doing pretty much everything. But uh, it, it really it was my first uh, foray into doing play by play. And I got there kind of through happenstance. There was one of the guys that, that normally did the high school play by play. And back there, I kind of like a, a lot of Midwest towns and, and certainly in Texas, but they carried three different high schools every week. Mm. And there was a gentleman who did a couple of the games and he wound up sick one night. And so I got a call from a program director and said, you know, Hey, you know, I know you, you, you love sports and, and everything. We, we've got this game tonight and I need somebody to do play by play. And he said, you want to give it a shot? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Um, Cause I had always kind of, you know, thought I would get into sports anchoring. And did one high school game that night and was hooked. And, you know, all these years later, here we go. Do you ever do you ever look back uh, or do you ever listen back on those uh, like to see how much your voice has actually changed? We've been doing this podcast for two years and our first episodes are so back. much different. I, I won't look back. You're probably, yeah, what, no way, Kara, you're not looking back on those, are you? Just get you know, I, I, I used to early on, but, uh, you know, giving away my age, the, the cassette tapes have disintegrated, I think. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, dude, if I had a, a dime, I'd have like two bucks now for every kind of story like that where it's next man up. It seems like sports follows that same 
motto through and through and it falls into your genre. I'm going to talk a little bit in the second half of the podcast a little bit more. We actually have some listeners with young kids and some listeners who are current uh, color play by play guys. We're going to I'm going to dig into that a little bit more in the second half. We're going to talk sons. We got our guy Rip, friend of the pod. We got busy back Bismack Biombo. Rip, how do I say it? Okay. Rip's real positive. Okay, Ray. He's washed off the stank of game seven. We peeled it off a little bit busy. We didn't want to. He actually gave one of the better kind of explanations that I've gotten so far that made me okay. feel a little bit better. I personally still have it. It will come over me. I'll text Rip in our group chat. I'll just say I'm feeling sad again. Some random Tuesday when I start thinking about it or, or whatever. How is your vibe, brother? Have you overcome? Have you watched the stank of game seven, that game seven L off? You know, I, I have, but I guess a little bit like you, there there are clips that I might see on social media or speak with somebody. You know, I, I bump into fans all the time. And, you know, even all these days and, and weeks later, I still get the, man, what happened? And it just immediately just kind of takes me back there. So, I've 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 showered the stank off, as you like yes. to say, uh, several times. <laughs> yes, I know. Rips moved on. He saw the schedule dropped. You know, I Luke is a trigger for me when I see the pictures of him with his weight loss. <laughs> but it's good for hoops, man. It's good for hoops. It's good to right. feel. You know, but a lot of your job is getting people to feel, whether they hear it through their ears or whatever they're saying. So you know, Rip, Rip, you you you're you're moved on, right? You're completely good. Yeah, I mean, it'll always be there, obviously, but I think Bismack gave one of the better answers. And really, I mean, I'm not not to spoil the interview too much, but there really is no answer. Like some things just happen and you got to make it make yourself better from it. And and like you said, move on. So we'll see yep. what they can do next year and get a little bit of revenge on those Mavericks. No, we'll put it to sleep like Steph Curry, man. Uh, right before we hit it, K-Ray, real fast, hit us with just Bismack came in last year. He was a key ingredient in the kind of a really fun second half of the season for Phoenix Suns fans. What does he bring to the squad that you notice both on and off the court? You know, if you look at pretty much every guy on that Suns roster, they all have very similar characteristics. And that is a direct result of James Jones and Monty Williams, you know, being in lockstep with not just the type of player that they want, but the type of a person, the type of human being. And, you know, I, I can tell you, having been around, you know, the Suns organization for a lot of years and through that 10 year drought, guys, you know it yourselves. There were some or there, just some guys who I, I'll just use the phrase who were knucklehead. Uh, that's probably the, the, the best and most polite way I can describe some of them. And when you look at this roster and really anybody who has been on this team since James and Monty took over, um, it is guys who are quality human beings. It's guys who love to hoop and um, come together as a collective. You know, no one person is bigger than the other. And, uh, you know, Bismack just, I mean, I had watched him before and always kind of appreciated kind of from afar who he was and, and what he was, but I had no idea he was of the, you know, the, the, the high character that we saw when he got there. And uh, I, I'll just, you know, say it again, just an absolutely quality human being. And you cheer for guys like that. And I am so happy that we got him last season. And I'm thrilled that he's going to be back again this year. 
Boom. You nailed it, brother. Let's uh, enjoy this interview with Phoenix Sun Center. Bismack Biombo brought to you by Pro Financial Insurance, the golf insurance specialist. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, fresh off a trip to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, we have a Miami living, red wine loving, repeat guest for the One Star Recruits, a center for the Phoenix Suns, and my personal favorite player in the NBA, Bismack Biombo. Thanks for coming back on with the One Stars, Busy. Man, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's a great pleasure to be here, man. Hey, we're happy to have you back, and we're even happier to have you in Phoenix. Last time we spoke, it was about... 10 days before Christmas, you, you were sitting on your porch in Miami, puffing on a cigar and, and probably drinking on a glass of Spanish red. Uh, <laughs> you were a free agent. And my guy, DK right here, he casually suggested that we needed you on our hometown squad, the Phoenix Suns. So less right. than, less than two weeks after that, it happened. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been an incredible six months for you. You just re-signed in Phoenix. So on a, on a scale of one to five career wise, how happy are you with the way things have turned out for you this year? Oh, pretty happy, you know. I think, um, you know, when when you take some time to be away from the game, obviously it's, the question has always been whether or not you'll be able to do it again and whether or not you could do it. And believe it or not, I joined Phoenix. I didn't practice no one time with them. I think we signed the, the, the night, um, but they called my agent just to confirm everything. I think it was like the 31st. And I had to get on the plane the first. Uh, they were just coming off playing Boston. And at the time, I um, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of NBA games. Probably watched two games, if not one and a half. And the half was like their second half against Boston that I cut. So I think the concern for my agent and my brother and my manager and people that surround me was always like, how are you going to go play with no practice, you know? So, you know, back then we were talking about preparation was everything to me. So I was fully prepared, but also I was ready to play basketball at a time because basketball just become, you know, it's basketball. Basketball is easy if you have the correct guys that understand how to play. Basketball is easy. So just being able to do it my way on my own term, I think that was more fulfilling more than anything. Uh, but also understanding that we had a chance to do something last year. You know, didn't work out, God knows. But I think we have a great team. We have a good group of guys and veterans that understand what winning means. And and to me, it was just, you know, look, I was happy to be in an environment where they just allow you to be you. You know, you get out there, have fun, like kid, enjoy the game. So for me, it was like, you know, look, it makes more sense to be in a system that I enjoy playing the game versus being in the league just for the sake of money. Although there's people that offer more money, although there's people that offer long-term, but I don't know, Phoenix just felt right for me. So your inspiration, busy your inspiration. First of all, you said you were going to do it and you came in and did it. You didn't go for money play. You went for the right fit. You said you were going to come in with high energy, high IQ hoops. You brought it. We loved what we saw, bro, last year with that number 18 running and gunning, that getting those Chris Paul feeds. We did about 14, bro, 15 minutes last year. That was chill. We got yeah. our guy JaVale now in Dallas. That's cool. Good for him. 
So I'm, we're looking at what, 20 to 25 minutes coming back? We, we uh, in shape? You ready, bro? I don't know, man. Whatever I need to do to win a game, that's what I look forward to, okay? Can't lie to you. Now, I think, like, minutes are great. And I've been on teams with guys that are averaging crazy numbers. But as long as you don't win, they really mean nothing. So to me, it's just like, look, if last year we would have won, nobody would have, you know, think about 14 minutes you play or 20 minutes, you know? But uh, because the result was not what, you know, what was wanted and what we actually kind of accomplished. So then you go back, you start looking at the details or this is where I made mistakes, but you cover a lot of mistakes just by winning. So yeah. to me, it's like, you know, whatever we need to do next year to win, I'm all for it. And, and I'm here for that because I really want to win. And I think, you know, we got the right guys to do the job. So look forward yeah. to it. You got the right guys. DeAndre Ayton should be picking up dinner from now on. How is the big man? Have you talked to him since he signed his new deal? Honestly, uh, the only guy or maybe two guys I've talked to, or maybe three, I'll say, CP3, Mikel Bridges, when I went back to Phoenix, I think probably um, just right before free agency, and then uh, and then Ishmith. You've been doing your thing. That's what we appreciate. So, you move away. To me, it's just away. like, you know, I'm not really concerned about like being in God's business because at the end of the day, I spend a lot of time with these guys. I'm going to see them more than my family. So it's good to, hey man, summertime, do your thing. And we're going to regroup whenever it's time and let's get to work. But I know everybody on our team are professional and you should, you should never ask them, you know, whether they're working or not. I know everybody are working. Yeah, you know so, everybody's going. Um, true, Viz, you're a true vet, man. A true OG. I, so you're you're so balanced, man. It's that's the way where the inspiration comes uh, all around. And what you're doing in in the DRC right now, it's been about a year since your dad passed, and you've yeah you've gotten going in some of that hospital work that we talked about uh, last yeah. time you were on the pod. You you de- you dedicated, I believe, your entire salary that's in correct. memory of your father. Give us an update. How's the project going? So just uh, I went back home just now. We we, uh, we visited a few lands and we're launching the construction because I had to pick the, the land that felt good to me. And that's also in an environment that makes sense. So we're launching our construction and obviously we kind of um, started the, the, the work of the finishes of the school, uh, the second school that was under construction because my dad was overviewing it. So when I started the season, when I came back, I never went back home to actually relaunch those, uh, you know, the, the work to finish the school. So now we're diving into that. And obviously we did uh, three camps in three different cities. I thought that was pretty amazing, just being able to have kids and celebrate uh, the younger generations. Uh, we did like a soccer tournament. So overall, you know, I think it was a very productive summer for me. Um, and obviously, my dad was always overviewing all the work back home uh, for the foundation. Now, you know, I have to take some of that responsibility as well uh, on my side. So I think that was fun. Uh, it also kind of tells you where you are in life a little bit, the type of balance you need. And, and I think I'm trending towards that and understanding more the responsibility outside of my family as well, because a lot of things on the foundation side were covered by my manager, my team, or my dad. But because it's home, you know, I have to take up some of that. So overall, I think it has been really amazing. Look forward to next summer, 
I'm very hopeful and positive that by next summer the hospital will be done. A lot of friends and teammates uh, wants to come and visit when it's finished. So I think that's really excited. And uh, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, the new season uh, starting from the beginning of the season. You know, there's no there's no lot of pain like it was last year. You know, our mind is in the right place, in a better place. And also, you know, one of the cool things for me was that, you know, my dad, you know, he couldn't, you know, I play with the jersey, I play with his number, and I know he couldn't be here to get my jersey. So I took uh, my my very first jersey, my whole family, we signed it, and then uh, we'll be able to put it on his grave. So I took that back home as well. I think that was pretty cool. Amazing. And at least something I got to enjoy. My family and I are very appreciative for my dad, and we consider ourselves a team. We're always a team. So it's a blessing to be able to go into a new season having a fresh start from the beginning of the season with everybody. So really look forward to that, man. He's looking down. He's looking down on you. And he saw you at the Vatican with Pope Francis. You're getting <laughs> you're getting all the blessings for the hospital, for all the great work you're doing. Did, did Pope Francis Biz, say anything about Kevin Durant, just out of curiosity? <laughs> I wish he <you> did. <laughs> then I'll have more information to share. <laughs> no, I think it was just a cool experience, you know. I've been able to go and meet with Pope Francis. You know, I, I grew up Catholic, was born and raised Catholic. And and for me, you know, obviously as a kid, I'm one in a billion kids. But being able to get a phone call and say, you know, Pope Francis you know, we'll meet you. I think to me is exciting, was exciting. Yeah. But obviously being able to talk to him about some of the work that I do for my foundation, I thought that was great. And then the struggle of the country and, and the ways that we are trying to help. And, uh, and overall to me, it was just, you know, being able to have the experience, you know, was supposed to be there for a very short period of time, but we end up having a long conversation because also of the language he does speak Spanish and I do speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So in some ways that was very helpful. And, and then I had a chance to have a tour of the Vatican and uh, it was pretty cool, which was a private tour. You know, it was quite in there. And they kind of explained every little details that was in there. So I thought that was amazing for me. Amazing. But again, as a kid, you just dream about these things yeah. and being able to do it. I think it's a blessing. No, I think it is a blessing. It you is. Know? It I'm is. extremely grateful for that. Your 10-year-old self would be, you're meeting the Pope, Bismack. I mean, and and he's, you know, you're just such an inspiration, man. It's on the funner side of life, you're, yeah. you're going to turn 30. I'm in the 40 club, bro. So enjoy your 30. <laughs> coming up here in a couple of weeks. you got a couple yeah, of weeks in your yeah. 20s. So yeah. what you got popping, man? What's the plans for the birthday? You know, uh, if I would have told the truth, if I would have stayed home the whole day beside working out, I'm definitely working out. But beside doing that, I think if I could just stay home the whole day, I'm happy. But I I doubt that my plan always work out because usually my brothers always and my sisters always come up with ideas that I was not informed. So which I don't like to be in ideas that I was not informed, but <laughs> Again, I'm the big brother, so I must go with the flow. But honestly, you know, I think it's great. The 20s have been great, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, when you're moving towards, you know, at least getting, you know, turning 30, you know, you start looking at life different. And I think me, it's not even that. Since my dad passed, I've, you know, I've changed, you've changed a lot of perspective of how I look at life. So, and I think it's just another year for me where I'm extremely blessed, you know, like 
turning 30 and being able to play 12 years or going into my 12 year in, in the NBA, it is a blessing for me, you know, oh, and obviously amazing. working for our union as a vice president, that's good to me. And great job, man. So, You're getting all these, all the, everybody's getting paid. We're working on some schedule. Yeah, applications, man. Yeah. We're trying to figure this out just as much as everybody. Man. Yeah. You guys are doing a great job. You know, you got to see, you got a bottle stashed away, a special bottle for that B day that you're absolutely, working? absolutely. I got a few wine bottles that I'll be, I'll be definitely putting I'll on. Give a vineyard, let's give a vineyard some love. Give one vineyard out there some love. Who's got some good hectares that you're going to pop for your birthday? Oh, uh, you know, I definitely love La Nieta. He's out of Spain. They have a 2000, uh, I believe 2016. That's really good. Look forward to open a bottle. I have a few here. And then uh, El Nido is probably another one that I look forward to. But it'd be a long day, I would say, of wine and friends and good conversation. Since I, I really don't, you know, I don't go out much, yeah, stay home with friends, day. enjoy that. So I look forward to that. It's a perfect day. And our listeners like to uh, like to copy whatever you're doing with that number 18 in Phoenix. So they might go out and support some Spanish wine or wineries. I love it. Man. <laughs> August 28th, brother. Do not disturb. Turn that phone. Do not, <laughs> do not disturb. That is correct. Please do not disturb because I did not answer a lot of messages. <laughs> I love that, man. Hey, uh, Busy, as you know, we end every interview with a segment we call one star to five star. We're, we're the one yeah. stars, the one star recruits. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this podcast. So we're going to close it out with just a few more questions and we're going to go on a one to five star scale. One being the lowest, five being the highest. Mm-hmm. All right. Not to start it off on a bad note, but we're, we're gonna, we aren't going to talk about that game seven loss against Dallas. Other than to mention that we were looking forward to a win and, and seeing you guys play the Warriors. Uh it didn't happen. We know the Mavs went on to lose to Golden State four games to one. But the big what if for, for all the Phoenix fans was that what would have happened in a, in a Phoenix Golden State matchup instead? So let's use that one to five star scale. Give us your thoughts on the chances that the Suns would have beaten the Warriors if you would have won that game seven against Dallas. So if you allow me, let me just answer the question first about the game. Right. So I receive a lot, a lot of messages, I think, after that game and. And you go back, you sit down as a player, you rewatch the game, you try to have a deeper understanding of what happened, right? And every year you watch the NBA, there is games where you're just off and uh, there's no energy flowing whatsoever. And you start trying new things just to see how things could work out, right? And and every year, every team has it. Rather it's Golden State, rather it's the Lakers, whoever, you name them. Everybody has had it. And if I remember correctly, we had one of those games, I believe it was against uh, Memphis, when Memphis sat everybody out. That was one time. And then the second time it happened, we ended up pulling out the game was OKC and OKC right after All-Star. So to me, is that, it's just one of those things you can't control what God has to say. You know, if we were supposed to pass them, we could have passed them while we're another one. And whatever was supposed to happen next would have happened. And to me, it's just that we that bad game that you get once a year, a few games you get once a year, happened to be game seven. And to be quite frank, every time I go back and think about the game, for the following one week, I was working out. And I, uh, I stayed in Phoenix. I didn't want to leave my apartment because I had my trainer and my chef. And I was just telling them, like, okay, I'm going to go to a restaurant. And, I, I mean, what am I going to tell the fans? Like, 
what explanation am I going to give to them? Because I still haven't understand even myself, you know? So as a competitor, you go to the roller coaster of trying to understand what has happened. But when it's all saying done, you're out of it. Now we got to get to work, got to prepare for next season. So me, what happened was supposed to happen. There's no coincidence. There's games where somebody shot one leg from half court goes in. Like last year, KD is foot on the line and Milwaukee go on and take the series. So it's so, so many scenarios that has happened and continue to happen in sport. And sometimes we just must understand that there's a blueprint that things sometimes it happened that way and there's nothing we could do about it. But at the same time as a competitor, yeah, you go home, you hurt for, for days, but then got to get up and let's go and do it again. So me, that was one of the reasons. Let's go back and let's try to do it again. Now, if it doesn't work out again, then it is what it is. You know, at least we can move on with our life and say we try something again, but we did it better. Just like I did it my way. I wanted to play with the best team. I got that chance. I got it to be in the mix and compete for something. I got that chance, but it was on my own term. And sometimes things don't happen on your own term. And I would have loved to win a championship last year, but since that didn't happen, well, we're going to do it again. So now to answer the second part of your question, do we have a chance to beat the Warrior? When it comes down to the playoff, you can go by the season number. We beat these guys this many times, we can beat them. The playoff will tell you, the game will tell you, and every game you make the adjustment. And unfortunately, I cannot predict that, yeah, we're going and beat these guys. Well, we're going, we can beat anybody when we are at our best. That's no question. That's why we had the best record. But then at the same time, you could go home and try to talk about the things that was happening, people not being healthy, but they had to play through it because it's the playoff. How many times do you get a chance to be in the playoff? So to me, it's just all this when you box it, and you put it out there that way, then it makes more sense. But, you know, there's so many things like Memphis play Golden States. Look how that series went down. Memphis, they could have won a few games at home they left on the table. They could have closed the series. The layoff Jamarant missed. So I can go on and on and give you these scenarios. Because, I mean, when I, when, when I got out of the playoff, now I was studying the game like I was playing in it the same way. And you see all these opportunities that was blown to put teams away where you're like, man, basketball is just different, you know? So, you know, it's difficult for me to sit here and say, oh, man, we could have blown them out. Just like Dallas could have gone and beat Golden State. And now everybody like, what what happened, you know? Oh, Golden State could have gone on and lose against, you know, the Celtics. So it's really difficult to say these things. But one thing I do know for sure that you know, a team like ours, we have veterans that understand the competition, that love the competition. And when you fail like that, it go on into summertime and everybody trying to better themselves one way or another. That was the best answer. I Because I still feel like shit from that game when I think about it, Biz. That's like, I, I still has pain and I haven't. You, you've worked it through it. And uh, I think that's the best explanation for fans. Rip, how, I mean, is that the best explanation we've gotten so far? Like real life, it's a game of inches. It's it's every play, not one play, you know? And that's sometimes correct. shit happens. And so, Rip, uh, Rip that's got to be one of the better explanations we've gotten. Yeah, and uh, like Busy said, you got to move forward and get better and, and give it another shot next year, you know? We ain't going nowhere, man. 
<laughs> we yeah, ain't going know. nowhere. Uh, tell you that much. <laughs> We're excited to watch it, man. I, I want to ask you about something that doesn't get talked about a lot. We mentioned you're you're 29. You're going to turn 30 in a couple of weeks. But let's talk about dating as an NBA player because it's a side of the league that we don't get to hear too much about. And I, I know it isn't always roses, man. I know it, it's it's not an easy thing to, yeah. to date as an NBA player, right? Yeah. So we're we're like I said, man, we're one stars. I want to hear a one star dating story that you've either had during your career as an NBA player or or heard about. It's like, what's the toughest thing about dating? The one star thing about dating as an NBA player? I think the toughest thing about dating as an NBA player, uh, you know, even when you talk to other guys, uh, is just that. We are a public figure, but all of our life is public. There's only very few players that perhaps they could say my life is private, but also, although you think it's private, it's two questions away from somebody that know your whole life. So I think that's the most difficult part. Now, if you're lucky, you went to high school, whatnot, you have, you know, somebody you've met back then, you know, it makes more sense, but I think, once you get to a certain age and, and you know, you, you have established yourself in a league, then it becomes, you know, you don't know. You don't know if people actually appreciate you for who you are or you just being a real good human being, you know. So I think that's the most difficult part, you know, when it comes down to at least, my, you know, with friends that, that I know and people that I talk to. And, and I think over the course of time, you know, you get to – be able to distinguish, you know, who's the right person, who is not. But then uh, that's too difficult because you're never going to get people's real, you know, who they really are. It's this difficult, especially nowadays. How many divorce you see? And how many athletes, you know, once they have kids, they go separate way. And now you got to pay child support. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thankful that, yeah, I'm going to 1030 don't have kids yet because there's one commitment only one woman gonna have my kids that's what i learned from my dad and you get one shot of being married you don't want to jump in from one relationship to another one just for the sake of the of it and the pleasure so to me it's just that you know one i think i learned so much from my dad what it was alive because it, it you know it's it's seven of us uh four boys and three girls uh we have the same mom same dad and you know, I shouldn't change my family for the word, but at the same time, I think it's a lesson to learn from my dad. You know, there were no like my half brother, my stepdad, they were my dad and my mom. So, you know, I will, I would at least hope to give that to my kids because that's, that's what my dad and my mom gave me, you know, or they gave me at least. So, but back to your question, you know, I think the most difficult part about dating at least for athletes, it's just that our lives are too public. We can't hide it. Even if we want to hide it, we can't hide it. Whether you drive a nice car, live in a nice house, you can't hide these things. And people are always going to judge you for these things. So, But at the same time, I think God always figure a way, you know. You, can, you can't escape that. The right person come come along, but you must be, you know, you got to be patient. So. You got you're married to hoops. You married to basketball with the private. We got the private chef for working out right after. What's the most? You the, know, the I got all those. I got all those. You got all the stuff going know? for you. We just need the I, right woman. What's the romantic? What's the romantic meal? I know you got your chef going. Did you oh, get out of Phoenix a lot, or you, 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 or the most romantic meal that you would have? You would have the chef cook. 
can disclose this, man. Then, then you know, I'll be on the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find I'm you. disclosed some wine options. I think that's as far as it could go. Well, how about but, how about this? What, what's the restaurant? And you were in Phoenix for about six months. We grew up there, so we always love talking about the valley and, and the food scene. What what's the five star restaurant that you you would take a date to that that you found in Phoenix so far? You got you got a restaurant spot? Honestly, you know, I can't lie to you. When I got to Phoenix, it was just basketball for me. Because I, you know, when I when I was away for the game, when you go back in it, it's like this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I got the next you know, three, four months to jump on this and see how we can get it done. And and believe it or not, my chef don't live in Phoenix. My chef lives in Charlotte. So he had to come in town every time I was in town. Nice. And that was a commitment that we had. Like, look, when I was away from the game, we were committed. And now that I'm in it, we have to be committed until the end. And once the end happened, then we could figure out, like, yo, this worked out the way we want it. You know, if it even if it didn't work out the way I want it. But I still feel like we put everything we had me and my whole team um and and that was just the beauty of it but now i've had a lot of restaurants suggestion but to be quite frank you know the game you know west coast east coast time changes the time you play the games by the time the game is over you don't have really time to get to the restaurant you're trying to get home eat your meal go home the next day you gotta go and start preparing the game so plus at the time that i integrate the team i had to get to watch more film, get to know my teammate because you want to be the last guy, excuse my language, my language, that fuck up when there's a substitution, <laughs> you know, you oh, come yeah. into the game to jump the game to the next level. You're yeah. not coming to the game to bring it back down, you know, so that was just for me. But, you know, I've heard a lot of great, uh, you know, restaurant recommendation. I'm not far from Scottsdale. So, um, but I love Phoenix, man. The weather during the season, I think, is marvelous. Uh, you know, the sunsets and the mountains are amazing. So amazing. And how about the fans too, Biz? Because they, they're talking. The fans about, are like, great, man. Oracle, Oracle number two, maybe on the West Coast. No, man, I can't lie to you. The fans, I walked there, I got there. It seems like I've been there for a long time. You know, uh, that's one thing I appreciate about Phoenix. You know, the fans really embrace me. Like I was one of theirs. They embraced my story, what I was doing for my dad. The organization embraced me, my story, what I was doing for my dad. They helped me promote it. And obviously the league has given us a platform where we can get to do the things we love to do for the, for our loved ones. So me, I'm always grateful for that. But again, the fans, I'm always appreciated because they, you know, they really, really supported the idea, you know, and all the local media as well supported the idea, which to me, were, you know, I, I talked to my, you know, my manager uh, and people that I work with, you know, the, the amount of energy the organization put in in the city, uh, you know, I will forever be grateful. So I think we, we at least, the least we could do for them is try to run it back and do it better. Yeah, let's do it. You know, it's, it's bigger than basketball, bro. Everybody go to beyondbofoundation.org right now and donate to this man's foundation. It's bigger than basketball, like I said. So many cool things going on with NBA Africa, what Dikembe Mutombo is doing. There's so many resources, but this is a good place for Phoenix Suns fans to start. 
in, in supporting uh, something bigger than hoops a little bit. Uh, what else do we got going on? Biz, we love you, man. Thank you for being on our little one-star connection and coming back on Bless our podcast. I mean, we just really appreciate you. And, and th- we appreciate you being on our squad, the Suns and the one-star squad. So best of luck next year. I hear rumblings, man, about you getting traded to these teams, these other NBA teams. We want to keep you put. James Jones, keep this man put. <laughs> yeah, man. We never know. But again, I love being around him. Guys, thank you for having me. This is my second time doing this interview. Great shirt, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the book. Foundation. All kinds yeah. of good stuff happening in Phoenix. And we'll try Hell to keep yeah. with you in the Valley Hell next yeah. time we're out there. Thank you, uh, Cecilia. You have a uh, great team, Biz. As always, one of the best in the in the business. Hey, well, have a great birthday! Awesome guys. Thank you. Amazing interview, Rip. We know that our guy James Jones has a poker face. Kind of mentioned it to the end a little bit. Um, you're cool right now. Do you want to see some moves? I know we've been getting ready for this interview. Where I started hearing names like you know, like Biz. He's got a good contract in teams like Boston, who are scary as hell. Looking for kind of that extra energy guy rebounder. How are you feeling, Rip? On moves, are you are you also solidified here, or are you still a little anxious? I mean, the one guy I'd like to see him sign that's still out there is uh, Montrez Harrell. I think he'd be, especially since McGee left, like just another big like that who's down to rebound and, and sort of like Bismack. Maybe can't run the floor as well, but I think they need one more guy like that. But I'm kind of K-Ray, K-Ray just got done talking about uh, character and, and, and Montrez just got pulled over three pounds of weed. Did he really? Oh, we'll we'll cut that part out. So I'm a pro weed guy, by the way. So I think that was just summer smoke, as they say. Nevertheless, <laughs> I like that. I like that. How about you, K-Ray? Are you got a little anxiety in your heart still about I mean, what may or may not happen? It's been wild. It's been for Suns fans. It's been a roller coaster. And the elephant in the room is uh, Kevin Durant. Sure, yeah. sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean, look. There's there's a part of you that is always kind of eager and anxious to see some tweaks, and, and they've already made some. I mean, they're not coming back with the exact same roster. You know, Javale moved on. Uh, I do like the a couple of the new additions that uh, that the James you know, organization made in the offseason. Look, when when you mention those two uh, initials, it's hard not to get kind of amped up if you're a Suns fan. But having said that, it is quite cumbersome i think as we have already seen trying to to navigate and pull off a deal like this and the thing that i love about it and we've seen over the last three years now with james is he's not going to be in a rush and he's certainly not going to get pushed or leveraged into making a bad deal and look at the end of the day guys if you're coming back roughly with you know 90 percent of the same roster last season which yes by the way led the league with 64 wins, it, it's hard to really argue against that. And I know there's always going to be fans that say, yeah, but they lost that series to the Mavs. Look, it, it happened. And unfortunately, they picked, you know, the worst two games to have their worst two games. And, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. And what I look at, uh, I've always been kind of an optimist by nature, you know, glass half full guy, which is, you know, you're coming back with a hungry team. You're coming back with a team that, you know, frankly, pissed off, embarrassed, and they're another year wiser and another year kind of calloused from, you know, from a long, you know, rigorous regular season and the playoffs. And I'm hopeful that that kind of hunger and motivation can help elevate them 
you know, even a step beyond what they achieved last year, at the very least in the regular season. We got the Golden State Warriors recipe brewing minus terrific supportive ownership. That's another podcast. But we got the coach in place. We have a GM in place. We have a culture that's being built. Sometimes it takes a little bit of kick in the nut, so to speak, and a culture build to be hungry enough to come back with really what it takes to win NBA championships, which is extremely hard, you know. So great insight. Okay, I'm going to move away. I want to move away from Suns, Rip. I want to talk Valley. I want to talk just the Valley for a second. We talked a little bit about I, – I spent a handful of years with the Golden State Warriors through some tough years, the Monte Ellis years, uh, into the kind of the D-League team that we had, into you know the draft, so on and so forth. And I left in 2015 was my last year. But I saw the full thing spin. I saw kind of what it takes a little bit. Um, we're looking at Phoenix. I'm looking at fans, and I'm seeing the building, brother, every night. And it kind of like a little bit of Oracle number two. Uh, talk to me about that energy that the Phoenix Suns are bringing. It's it's got to be tops in the league at this point. It, yeah, it is. You know, the energy that you feel and look, even just like driving to the game. And, and just to reiterate, you know, those driving to the arena, those those 10 years when they're winning, you know, 19 and, and 23 games, you know, you can't help but but say that, you know, it's a little draining by the time you get to game, you know, 53. Um, but it is, you know, that, that's professional sports. And I'm, I'm blessed and feel very grateful to get to do what I get to do. And even on a losing team, to be able to call NBA games, you know, is an absolute thrill of a lifetime. But when you're driving to a game with, you know, one of the league's best teams and the timing of the arena renovation uh, when that came about, it, it, it has been something to behold. You know, you look at the, the playoffs, I guess, you know, two seasons ago, we've, there's been so much basketball played in the last like 18 months. It's hard to blink of the out eye. Which yeah, season blink of the eye. Playing. I remember the, the Lakers series downtown was buzzing. You know, it's really, it takes over. I watched it happen in the Bay area. It takes over the city and it drives right. everything. Economic drivers. Happiness drivers. I don't know if you can do a test, Rip. You got a happiness test in you somewhere. But I really feel like shit. Those Giants runs that I was on in the Bay Area too did it. You know the the San Francisco Giants. It's amazing what that does. Uh, yeah, and look, everybody benefits from it. And with with all the businesses that have popped up downtown and and are rebounding from COVID, um, it does bring an amazing uh, energy level. And you know, and I think that's what what made the loss so painful a because yeah. they were so close two seasons ago you know up 2-0 in the in the finals and after that 10-year drought there's such a hunger for this this organization and this team to, to bring a title and i think that's why it hit fans so hard and and why so many of them are still you know as you said trying to wash off that uh, that stank a little bit Thanks. but yeah, it's an absolute thrill to be in there. Bringing it up on the second half. You're getting me riled up again, Kevin. <laughs> oh, man, we're a shift. This is a shift. We'll do a pivot. Yeah. So, so Kevin, I didn't know. So, so Rip is not only a, a born and raised in the Valley of the Sun. He's also a paying SAG member. And uh, some roles listeners might know him as. He played Stan, a stunned party guest. Uh, he also, in his starring role, 2004, bro, this is a good one. He was drug dealer X in the esteemed film, one star film with Paris Hilton, The Hills with a Z. So we got Rip and then we got Kevin. Kevin Ray is, is very professional, but also a voiceover specialist. And not a lot of, I don't know if everybody knows it, but it's pretty damn cool. 
Rip's been doing our pop podcast promos, very mediocre to poor. So we got a little five star versus one star voiceover crew going. If you two are down, I just want to throw out a couple. Give me 10 seconds and we'll let the listeners judge who who's who's the better one star or five star. We'll keep it in your wheelhouse. You down, K-Ray? <laughs> sure. Throw it out there, baby. All right, I'm going to throw this one out there. This is an easy one. This is a softball. So listeners, K-Ray is a five star in real life. The, the voice of the amazing app, the language app, Babbel, the, uh, the language learning app. Give us a Babbel clip. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the official voice. Uh, I think I did a, I think I did a, a clip for, uh, for, for Babbel. So. <laughs> for Babbel. Let's hear, give us five seconds of the, of, of, of a Babbel promo read. Okay. Let's see. Uh, would you like to learn Spanish in 30 minutes? You can. Babbel.com. Yeah. Amazing. Five star. Yeah. Five star. <laughs> Nailed it. I, Rip, we'll keep this fair. We'll keep it in your wheelhouse, like I said. <laughs> Give us your best voiceover clip for our favorite product. We want them to be a sponsor. Now, Celium Husk Powder. Okay, Ray, it's a, it's a fiber powder that helps you do fuller stools. Rip, Celium Husk, go ahead. This is definitely going to be one star. Let's see here. Uh, we all want consistency in life. If you want consistency in the bathroom, let's go with Celium Husk. Everyday use. It's available in capsules and fiber powder. Psyllium husk. <laughs> nice. Well done. Terrible. It's pretty terrible. Pretty basic. Doesn't get me to want to click on over, but you know. <laughs> Let's do one more. Okay, right. Real life voice of some clips for Buffalo Trace whiskey. An amazing whiskey. If you've listened to the Joe Rogan show, you probably heard this one before. I'm giving free ads out all over, all over the place, but let's hear. Give us a quick hitter of uh, give us a hit. Quick hitter of Buffalo Trace whiskey. Oh my goodness, you guys have got all kinds of curveballs here tonight. <laughs> all right, here we go. Whether you want to drink it neat or on the rocks, Buffalo Trace, it's smooth and easy. Woo! Damn, five stars. God, Rip, that's why nobody's clicking through on our promo reads. And our discounts. <laughs> we need to hire K-Ray. We need to hire K-Ray. A lot of people need to hire this guy to be the voice. Speaking of, bro, so Rip somehow is a special power. Hence, you are on our podcast. Uh, Bismax on our podcast. He's able to really secure great guests for probably undeserving levels of podcast <laughs> hosts and podcasts. With that said, Rip, Kevin Ray needs to be verified on Twitter, bro. And I know you got a couple connects there, so... You can pull a couple strings to get this man that blue check mark. He deserves it. I mean, it, it it really is amazing. You know, since since you brought it up, it really is quite amazing. And for, for those who, you know, who wonder why it's it's such a big deal, because there there are actually a few Kevin Rays out there, and there is a Kevin Ray who is a country music singer. And I will oftentimes, you know, with with certain clicks, people will do a search. So, you know, kind of fast forwarding, I've been trying to get verified for like a year now. But when you go into the qualification process for verification, it's so convoluted. And they ask for like, do you have any recent newspaper articles verifying it? It's like, no, there's no there, there's no newspaper articles. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've been kind of at my wits end. And, you know, it, it's half serious. half What funny. is this? 1930? They're looking for newspaper? For articles, right, right. So. Hey, this episode drops tomorrow. Send them the Apple Podcast link, and you say you're on one star recruits. They'll verify you right away. Yeah, okay, 
<laughs> no, hey, look, I've seen people that have done way less than you have, K Ray, that are verified. So I think it's just a, an attrition thing. It, they make it so convoluted, like you said, that the the the, the let people drop off and the the ones who la- outlast them get verified. Yeah, it's a little puzzling. I got to put him on it though. He somehow secretly this is a secret talent we've discovered in life. So I'm just going to put him on it so he might push in the right direction. Uh, to get some help with that. With that said, too, we always love asking this question when we have legends like yourself on. Who would be somebody on our podcast I can add to Rip's Funnel as like a mentor, athlete, guest, somebody cool that you would like to hear on a podcast as a guest? Oh, wow. Well, you know, you the, one of the guys, and, and not necessarily that, that I want to hear him, but I don't know if you guys have connected with my my partner in crime on the Sun's broadcast. EJ. But, uh, EJ. Oh, the best. The best. Um, he he is absolute gold. And you want to talk about a an NBA and basketball thesaurus. Uh, he's got just so many amazing stories and, and just such a great guy. And, uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate to call him friend. Uh, for a lot of years before, you know, I called him a broadcast partner. So he's a guy that you should definitely get on there. Smooth. You guys are smooth together, man. You guys are a cool combo. He's super rad, super smooth, but man, does he know hoops too. He's a great follow. You guys are both great follows on Twitter. We love him. How about anybody from the childhood? Where'd you grow up? Kansas City? Who do we got? Who do we got growing up <laughs> that, you see that, that might be still around? Yeah, well, you know, one of one of my childhood heroes and and uh, growing up, like you say, just outside of Kansas City, a little farming town. Shout out for Adrian, Missouri, nice. uh, the Blackhawks. But uh, huge <laughs> Royals fan growing up and used to go to games, you know, all the time. My dad would take me when I was a little kid. And as I got older, I got a chance to be there in, in 85 when they won the World Series. But George Brett, I mean, he was was and still is just an absolute uh, yeah, you, you use the word legend. I mean, that guy, watching him, the way he played the game, the way he represented the Royals was just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, if you, if you get George Stories Brett on, yeah, tell, you, you, tell him yeah. K-Ray said hi. He, he has no clue who I am. But, uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the very best. I'm the sure pride, the, out there watching Cowboys games. Rip, go ahead. Go ahead. The, you, the pride of El Segundo High School, as I was saying, California. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. No, I love that. That's a great one, man. What's your uh, what's your go-to barbecue spot from KC growing up? Oh, man. You know, Bryant's uh, was, is, is, you know, he'd been around forever. But oh. um, you got Jack Stack Barbecue, I think, now. I You know, I don't get back there as much as, as, I, as I would like. Um, but th- those are probably two of the, the ones that I remember most from growing up and going to, but man, there's, there's so many new ones that have popped up. And in fact, I saw one, somebody had posted on Twitter. I think it's, it's one of the current chiefs and it's a, it's a, a barbecue that is in like a gas station, but I guess it's got like unbelievable rep. So yeah. I've got it on my list next time I go back. That's the spots, man. A lot of a lot of our listeners are doing their summer road trips, even though gas is crazy. So barbecue spots in the Midwest. How, uh, how, how about in the Valley? We we asked Bismack what his his five star restaurant in the Valley is, and he dropped us to he dropped to us that he has a chef, so he doesn't he doesn't really eat out. But what do you got? And all your years in Phoenix, what's the what's the go to spot? Where you take the family? Where do you guys go for pizza? You know, well, uh, th- there's one that's that is my absolute favorite. In fact, I'll, I'll give them a shout out here because they just signed on as the Sun sponsor. But Spinato's Pizzeria yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Family owned, and they have been able to branch out now. I think they've got six locations around the valley. So they just signed on as a Sun sponsor. I gave them a shout out on LinkedIn and Instagram and, and Twitter. 
Nice, nice. But that that's fantastic pizza. Um, and so I'm I'm super stoked that they're going to be uh, they're they're going to be in the building. That's so amazing. you know, that's a amazing. place I like to go, Arrowhead Grill. It's not too far from my house. It's kind nice. of in a a little nondescript area, but a great steakhouse. Um, so there, yeah, there's so many uh, fantastic places. Steak I'll 44, you know, it's down there by the, the yeah, Suns yeah. practice facility off Camelback. Downtown Phoenix is my favorite place. Number one draft pick for me when I get off the airplane. It's very easy. I'm right to Ted's Hot Dogs right there on, on Apache and Tempe. Have you been? I have not. All right. This is good. This is good. Ted's Hot Dogs. Easy to remember. Take the whole family. The best chili dog that you will have ever in your life. I, I have I have heard plenty of stories about Ted. I'm pretty sure my son has been out there because he lives out in Tempe. So he's in Tempe. Next time you get out there, the onion rings they're they're known for and just amazing chili dogs. I'll throw that one out there. What's your spot, Rip? When you get off the plane in the valley, where what's your first spot you go to? Amato's. Oh man, yeah. I, I I actually keep it. I like Pete's fish and chips, man. From growing up, those memories and, and uh, oh yeah, just the extra large fried shrimp and the fries there. I mean, I keep <laughs> it simple. But man, Pete's and Tempe, there's five stars. Yeah, another there. another place in uh, in Phoenix. They've got three three or four locations. Is Dylan's Barbecue, which is it, it's a family based that that came out of Kansas City. So you know, it's got that Kansas City barbecue. So Dylan's God. Barbecue. There's one not too far from my house. So. Doing those ribs, Kansas City style. Nice, man. Well, let's wrap this up. I want so I got so one of my favorite young play by play guys in the leagues, a friend of ours, a personal friend of mine, Kevin Dana. He currently calls the Santa Cruz Warriors G League games and he does some summer league stuff and he's done some USA basketball stuff. He does all kinds of Stanford. He's out there practicing his craft. Um, But I think he's right at that point, you know, where he's ready to next level. Um, What advice would you give to people? In play-by-play in particular, but kind of at that level who feel like it's 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 time to kind of move up t- to the next level. What's your advice to those folks out there? Yeah, the you know, the the challenge becomes um like anything in life, timing is everything. And and where you're at uh combined with the timing, you know, has so much to do with getting that next jump. But if, if he's doing, you know, G League basketball, that that is a big step, you know, com- Compared to when I was growing up, I mean, you know, there, there weren't podcasts, there weren't vodcasts, there, there weren't all these, you know, multiple platforms, streaming platforms uh, that you could do and really, you know, hone your craft on your own if you wanted to. So the, the biggest thing is just first and foremost is kind of understanding that being patient, um, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of a classic example of that I got to Phoenix and I felt like you know, many years ago, I was ready, but uh, I also didn't want to leave the Valley. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you have to weigh the options like, okay, do I want to stay patient and, and stay here? Because what, I, what was the one star job offer you got? You get that Sioux Falls call? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the, the, the thing is, you have to kind of look around and, and understand it. For me, at the time, I had a young family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, understanding like what sacrifices you're going to have to make in addition to your family. You know, if you're a single guy makes a big difference if you're willing to kind of move around. And um, I don't want to say, you know, kind of be a, a mercenary broadcaster, but there, there are times when impatience will cost people because they will jump because it's like, gosh, I've been doing, you know, job X, Y, Z for three years and I'm kind of tired of it. And I feel like I'm ready. And then you make that move and you go someplace else and it ends up being kind of a lateral move. And then all of a sudden the job in the city you were at 
the, you know, the, the job of your dreams opens up. Well, now you're not there. So you, you really kind of have to like look at the landscape and, you know, getting connected with the right people too uh, make, makes such a difference. And, you know, being able to network, but just doing quality work to the people that you are around. And oftentimes they will, you know, they will help open the door or show you to the door you need to be in front of. Yeah. Damn. That's keeping it real. Keep getting those reps and then patience. It's almost like the video game world where you get to the, the, the end of the level characters get harder and harder, but when you beat them, it's the next level, you know, and sometimes the hardest ones uh, you're at that point and you can either kind of, yeah, man, look at the rip this is an information special. Biz Mac was kind of philosopher in a little bit. K Ray. It's the Phoenix Suns vibes, man. This is it. Cool cats <laughs> out there in, in the Valley of the Sun. Let's wrap it up, baby. We got we do Rex of the Week, K Ray. Every single week, it's anything in the world that has made you think, wow, life is amazing and you want to share it with others. So I'll start it off and we'll let you finish it off. We'll let Rip do a little sandwich here. Um, my wreck of the week this week is not even silly because it this totally just made me feel so great. I was at Ace Hardware, as, as adults do, getting Ace Hardware stuff. And you go through the checkout line, and it's always uh, roll the dice if something speaks to me or not. And a pack of Jelly Belly's original flavor spoke to me, you know, right there at the checkout at Ace. Grabbed them, put them in a nice little bowl right here on my desk. And God, do I love Jelly Belly's for two reasons. They're a delicious treat. Low calorie, now that I'm getting ready for this marathon. Also, very controlled eating. You cannot just throw a lot of them in your mouth you have to you, you have to go one by one otherwise your flavors will get totally messed up sometimes you get a buttered popcorn in there you've messed up your whole profile so if you, for snacking purposes of speed and delightment jelly bellies if you forgot about them if you grew up uh if you grew up and they were a treat bring them back jelly bellies that's my rec what do you got rip i love that and if you're ever in uh, vacaville northern california they do great tours of the jelly belly factory great for kids uh, anyone anyone that's interested in how, how those things are made uh, good one, DK. So yeah, mine is uh, mine's really a little surprising this week, and it's only surprising because it's, it's so simple. And K Ray, I'm not sure if you're a fantasy football guy. I know you know you do the broadcast and everything, but DK and I have been in the same fantasy football league for 18 years running now, and uh, so we're big fantasy football guys. It's it's draft season right now in fantasy football, and I have the simplest tip. And I didn't really start it until a few years ago, but it's it's mock drafts. Once you know your draft position. You got to do mock drafts. I, I didn't do them until up until about three or four years ago, but now I do one almost every day and it really locks you into the idea of the team you can possibly get, who's going to be available, where you pick. And so I highly recommend it, uh, especially with Yahoo. They have them like, there's like 10 mock drafts every two minutes. It's crazy. There's so many people doing them. So mock drafts for fantasy football on Yahoo. That's my wreck of the week. That's your wreck. All right. A little bit of a one-star wreck, kind of basic, <laughs> but we'll accept it. K-Ray, bring us home. What's something that's just made you feel good this week you want to share with the world? Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not a candy guy. Uh, I, I used to do the fantasy football stuff, but the, the schedule just kind of reached a point where, uh, there was two straight seasons. Why, where like by week three, I just didn't have time to get things submitted with game day prep and everything. But, uh, I, I, I am kind of jealous. You're, you're, of living, the guys. The fan- you're living the fantasy life. What do you got? TV, something you ate, something your kids brought to you. What was something good for you? You know, for, for me, I guess I'll kind of stay within the, uh, the, the philosophical uh, approach here and just, you know, for, for anybody, any of your, your viewers watching, listening is, 
no matter what you've got going on, uh, look, gratitude is attitude and just kind of think about things. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. It's like, look, I, I get to go work out. I get to do these games. I, I get to do this. And just remind yourself that there are a lot of people out there dealing with much bigger issues. And I think if you can find yourself giving a little more gratitude, uh, you, you'll be amazed at um, some of the things that will open up for you. So it's Kevin Ray, man, so much gratitude that you took the time to come on our little podcast and spread some love. We got a Phoenix Sun special. Listeners know we love Phoenix. This should give you all the more reason to feel great about the movement going forward uh, from all aspects of the organization. Uh, you know, all the people are there. Is my guy, is my guy Al McCoy still there calling games? Oh, yeah. The legend, the Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Is, we got Al McCoy still there calling games? This is a year. Get your mini plans. Get your tickets. Follow this man, Kevin Ray, on Twitter. Where can we find you, Kevin? Uh, at KRay1Voice uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, if you are so inclined, you can jump on LinkedIn. You can find me there. And uh, you can go to the website, KevinRayVoice.com. Love it. Where can we grab a beer with you when you're out calling calling Cardinals Cowboys games? You were you around the arena pregame? Pre-game, yeah, I'm usually running around, but you can find me afterwards. Um, and I'll give a shout out to my guy, AJ Sulka, who runs Marley's downtown, a uh, nice. legendary institution. Uh, we, we was fortunate enough to be there when they opened the doors in 1992. Nice. Some guy named Barkley came in and crashed the party. But uh, always, always a great oh, uh, watering a hole and good food, too. That was a good spot, man. Yeah, we love all those guys. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Rip, leave us with something good, man. Give us something good. Finish this pot off here. Hey, Kevin just said it. Attitude is gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Bismack kind of echoed the same sentiments. It's, it's a perfect way to wrap up this pod is just wake up every morning with a positive outlook. Good things will happen, and that's the only way to do it. Let's go. Next week, we got another NBA guy. We'll see you next week. See you next week.